Hello, everybody, and welcome to Galaxy Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions with the world, and I have to deal with them, except not at the moment, because we're reviewing episodes instead. Um, I'm your host, Molly Marsh, yet again. I'm just nipping out to the shops to get something for myself for dinner. Not sure what I'm going to get. Not anything too high maintenance, because it's already nearly 8pm. Um... So probably something nice and easy, I think. Um, anyway, this week on the podcast, um, we had Sarah Garnham over to our house, um, fresh from a game of football. Um, she was absolutely knackered, so um, I uh, want to send out a special thank you to her for taking the time to, uh, to be on the podcast with us. Um, but Johnny and I spoke with Sarah about the episode um, War of the Santarans. We watched it with her first and then we, uh, we shared our thoughts about it. It's a chaotic podcast yet again. We go on all, off on all kinds of tangents. Um, but I'm beginning to realise that is um, part and parcel of the fun of Galactic Yo-Yo. So I'm not about to apologise for that anytime soon. But yeah, um, overall I thought this episode was a more of a mixed bag than last week's episode. But I still broadly enjoyed it, as you'll hear in the conversation. Next week, another conversation about another episode with another guest. But until then, please enjoy my conversation with my co-host, Jonathan Volfish, and our guest, Sarah Garner. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo I didn't think he'd commit to it for the recording. The look on your face. <laughs> I, was so, I was so frightened. You were horrified and fearful in equal measure. So we're here this week. With Sarah Garnham. <laughs> uh, glad to go here. Yeah, Hostess week. with the mostest, Molly Martian. We're here for week three of Galactic Yo-Yo Acid Reflux, episode two of Doctor Who Flux has just aired moments ago. Well, actually, it was a couple of hours ago, but we watched it a little bit late, because Sarah was playing a football match. <laughs> we correct. had dinner. Uh, Sarah's wearing a full football kit um, on this podcast tonight. You can't see it. I wish you could. I wish they couldn't, so I'm the winner here. Uh, Sarah, you'll know from a number of my podcasts before. Yeah. Uh, I've got her back tonight to do some chatting about Tonight's episode, War of the Centaurans. Exactly, I'm pumped. I'm pumped, I'm here, I'm ready. Let's go. You're here, you're queer. Keep that in. Can I keep that in? Keep that in, yeah. She's here, she's queer. I need to do some actual talking so people know that I'm not going to do that for the whole of it. If you ever have any bad news to break to anyone, (laughs) I reckon you should do that. 
It's just not working. <laughs> it's me, not you. <laughs> um, good to have you here, Sarah. Okay, first things first. I went into this episode knowing nothing about the Crimean War. And you said earlier that you once did an A-level exam on the Crimean War. That so is I, correct. I'm relying on you to sort of give a bit of context for the period. I'm going to give you... So I'm going to give you 90 seconds on the clock. I would like you to give us a, a, a top-to-bottom rundown... Are you joking? ...of the Crimean War, why it happened, and um, who was involved, and what the main things we need to know are about In it. simple Wikipedia English, please. I honestly am not on, sure if I remember. Right, well, so... I'm, I'm, I'm relying on you, so you need to okay, fucking remember. Okay, okay. All right? Okay. All right, one second. So I need one minute. 30 seconds. Okay. Three, two, one, off you go. Uh, right. Crimean War. Um, it was in the um, 1850s, I okay. believe. Okay. Uh, and it was the Ottoman Empire, uh, the English and the French, and I think a few other lads, to be honest, uh, against, <laughs> against the Russians. Um, I'm not going to lie, I can't really remember why. I feel like it was for religious reasons, uh, is why it kicked off. And it went on for absolutely ages. They wasted loads of resources. It seemed completely pointless, as all of the wars that I studied in school were. Um, I will sort of preface this with, it was the Crimean War and the Vietnam War and the Boer War all looped in together. So, all pointless wars. Right, and who who came out victorious? All of the lads that weren't the Russians. Okay. They had to, they had a good time. I uh, think they got, got some territory back. Mm-hmm. I think that was also part of it. And what else can you tell us about it? Um, what was Mary Seacole's role? Mary, Mary Seacole, that was, that was quite accurate, actually. She had a little hotel, and she used to treat people, but for, for cash, cash, dollar, dollar. Wow. Uh, she was in it for the money. Um, <laughs> uh, but she was way older than that, so that, okay. that was very flattering. If they're going to portray me, this is the sort of flattery that I'd like to see. How yeah. old was she? Time, time's up. Oh, we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to say. No. If you, if you at any point during this episode bring up her age, uh, uh, that's cheating. Okay, okay. I won't. I won't bring up. Can you show me? A and I don't. No, you don't get to find out anymore. Oh, please. No, this is your own. Well, I've already saw it over, over her shoulder. So. Okay. But so you, this uh, is a photograph. Oh, that was an old woman. <laughs> yeah, this is at the time, and then the most famous picture of her is this one. Yeah, I know she was significantly older. I feel like the lady in that was like aged up a little bit, but not yeah, enough. Like they didn't bother enough. aging up her face, they just did her hair. Yeah, and gave her some sort of dowdy clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, right. So, first off, co-host Johnny, how did you feel about this episode relative to last week? Uh, and also, generally, what were your main takeaways? Go, 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 go. Okay, so, I feel like I've got a 90 second timer on as well, do I? No, no, no. Okay, I can just kind you're, of... You're at liberty to speak. Right, so cool. All right, listeners, settle in. Um, <laughs> do be careful wriggling around on the on the leather of the sofa too much, because the, the mics pick up all of that. I'm a wriggly boy. Um, I can't help myself. Uh, I... I... As the actress said to the bishop. 
Um, I enjoyed the episode. It was it was actually it was quite close to what I expected mm-hmm. from it. In that I thought after the kind of clusterfuck of episode one, yeah, clusterfuck. Uh, we yeah, nice. <laughs> we honed in on one kind of plot. It was sort of exactly what I was expecting. Santarans fighting someone in the Crimean War, and that bit was. I would say very uh, forgettable RTD episode level competently done. Right, sure, sure. Uh, and then my general sort of was, and then it got very exciting at the end because the stuff going on where Yaz and Binder was, I'm, I'm all for the ravages. And that whole longer plot line, it didn't, so it didn't have the, the fun, wacky element of episode one where you've got a million plots happening at the same time. There were sort of three plot threads. There were three plot threads, but they were sort of more tightly woven Mm. together. They sort of... And you could tell they were aligning as well. 100%, yeah. Which was very different to episode one, where it was just 17 different shows. Um, Whereas, yeah, and then it... it, I thought the Crimean War stuff was very quick... To quickly say my summary, it was fun, if a bit just sort of window dressing, and uh, building to more of some great baddies and that is my summary review is that what you wanted uh, from me yeah it's fine Sarah fine it's <laughs> uh, yeah I enjoyed it it was alright but yeah I, I would agree it's, it's not quite as good not quite as good as episode one it's not won me over as much but um, yeah I mean very good CGI I think we all agreed on that throughout it looked um, sick it looked really good there were, apart from when Dan and the little dog man jumped out of the spaceship, that was very bad. I thought that looked quite good, actually. I know, that felt like someone dragging a sort of... <laughs> like, off, across the green screen, they'd just kind of done... You know on PowerPoint, when you're changing a <laughs> slide and you spin around the title <laughs> a bit? It looked like that to me. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I... I enjoyed it. Like both of you, I didn't enjoy it quite as much as last week. Like Johnny, I expected it to be a very straightforward story. Like, I thought they were going, okay, we're setting up all these plot threads, we're going to do one of them. Uh, and they haven't done that. They, they sort of did bring in a few elements from last week uh, and a few elements that I didn't expect as well. Um, so I enjoyed that about it. Uh, also, what else did I like about it? Um, I, yeah, I, like Johnny, I kind of felt like the crime, Crimean War stuff itself felt very pedestrian it was not good it was not yeah. very good it was pedestrian the set dressing I thought was quite bad there as well with just all the bits all what the bits and bobs everywhere the battlefield mm. I thought it was a bit poor okay sure I also felt like this episode suffered from some of Chipnell's worst um, traits in terms of writing dialogue than 100%. last week did last week's dialogue was pretty tight for him and like funny and kind of made sense mostly like, there was hiccups here and there but like yeah. This week, like last week, I don't think I'd have no- if I'd never seen an episode by him before, I wouldn't have noticed he's better writing dialogue if I'd just seen last week's one. Yeah, this week's one, I, I there was some shoddy dialogue. I think for me, that's comes from because last week was so frenetic and so high paced. When there's when there's really clear objectives, it's much easier to get away with because people are largely saying just what what's quite urgent yeah, to be yeah, said. Yeah. Whereas when things slow down, you get moments where dialogue establishes character and well 
I thought Yaz's dialogue was some of the worst. Very bad. I yeah. also, frankly, didn't think Mandeb Gill delivered it very well. I'm, 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 I've checked. I okay. Can we? Can we? I've checked out of Yaz. Are we going to be nasty about Mandeb Gill? Well, I just thought one of the funniest moments of the whole episode was Swarm as audience surrogate saying, <laughs> "Why has she even brought you along? <laughs> what was the point?" Look, I feel sorry for Mandip Gill, I think... Nah, she was delivering it badly as well. I was just about to say this, so don't get ahead of yourself. (laughs) I I, I feel sorry for her overall, because I don't think she's had great material to work with at any point, in any episode. I don't care whether it's Can You Hear Me, I don't care whether it's Doomsday Punjab. She's never had good material. Last week we got bits of better material, in my opinion, but it still wasn't amazing. But I think a better actor would, would make this lesser material sing or at least would make it sound passable whereas yeah. I think she's very kids telly she reminds yeah. me of Clippy from Word <laughs> oh my god oh my god what's her thing to say about a real person <laughs> she she reminds me on a more serious note that was, that was funny and kind of accurate <laughs> But on a serious note, she reminds me of the um, the uh, sidekicks of Sarah Jane in the Sarah yes, Jane Adventures. Yes, yeah. She behaves like them. Very mm. amateur. Um, yeah, it's like very amateur hour. I also um, find the lines Chibnall gives her, he loves giving over-expository dialogue, but to her particularly, she gives the stuff that's just not just expository, but just also visually there already. Yeah, it is, it is audio drama dialogue mm. that... I think when Chibnall's writing a script, he sometimes forgets that it's going to be made into a into a TV show. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I genuinely think he sometimes that slips his mind sometimes because he likes to describe what's happening around yeah. him, around the characters in the scene. So, like, we land in the Crimean War. Yaz, Yaz instantly goes, it's a battlefield. Like, yeah. No shit, Sherlock. Like, it's so obvious that like, anyone can see it's a battlefield. There was quite a few. You know, of you pointed like out when we were watching when Dan goes back to Liverpool. You pointed out that he says, "I'm home." Yes, yeah. like, so we well, know. We know that he's home. Like, and and if not, like we can work it out pretty easily. Um, there was like quite a lot of moments like that again this week, and quite a lot of bits of dialogue where it's like, eh, and other like bits of exposition, like when um, right at the end when the Doctor steps out of the TARDIS and um, and she was like, the temporal spatial readings are zero. It's impossible. Like, firstly, it doesn't really make any sense that like, we'd never heard of something called the Temporal Spatial Readings before. True. Um, secondly, if you want to establish something like that, because I get what he was going for, he was trying to make it sound like, oh, like, this place shouldn't this is exist. An impossible yeah. place, sure. But why didn't she say that line in the TARDIS? <laughs> like, she, why didn't she look at the console and say that? That's more natural than looking at the Sonic. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was li- little, it felt more first drafty than last week, it was a bit sloppier. It was a bit like, oh, like stuff like um, uh, Dan speaking, like recording the scene on his phone. I feel like they they did that for two reasons. They wanted uh, Jodie's doctor to see, um, God, that's bad, isn't it? She's so not the doctor to me that I refer to her (laughs) always as Jodie. But they wanted the doctor to see um, what what had been happening in Liverpool, but also the second... um, thing was that they wanted John Bishop to be speaking in those scenes and he didn't have anybody to communicate with mm. so they had him narrate the, mm. the sort of video oh, blog yeah that makes sense but it, it just felt like a very lazy way to do that um, yeah. like a, a very like 
Chris has gone, oh, I need him to speak. I oh, will have him do a vlog. <laughs> like, it was, it was very quick. Um, but, and also, I'm getting ahead of myself, but did, the, did you guys feel like he too quickly knew that he was a Doctor Who companion? Oh, yeah. Like, he lands in Liverpool. Why is he not just quick. getting out of there? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, instantly, he's like uh, he's like doing the work, the doctor's work for her. Yeah. Like, makes sense for Yaz to behave like that, but he doesn't. He doesn't know what the job description of Doctor Who companion is. Like, he's not. Well, because Doctor Who companions generally fall into one of two um, categories. If you're like Moffat, mm-hmm. you get crazy people that are trying to run away from their lives and go to the doctor and then if you're Chibnall usually it's people being dragged along unwillingly right and I think he's realised after Ryan dragging someone along unwillingly yeah. doesn't always make a, a great companion so he wants the classic who model of companion which is why he probably was drawn to it but so maybe he's now trying to oh I'm going to have someone that's sort of really up for it but he's still but that brought him in by really dragging him in like no I I didn't really get that. And it didn't right, really make sense to he me. He called that woman right on the phone. Is that who he called when he got, when he landed? Was that? I, th- I think that's where he went for first. And then she yeah. didn't spit and pick up, and then he, he's just bugged off again, left her. Yeah. Oh my god. True. I hadn't picked up on that. Terrible yeah. behaviour. His parents though, iconic duo. I'm a, Name a I'm more obsessed. iconic duo. <laughs> I wait. I'm really hoping we get to see a lot more of Dan's family. Yeah, they were great. I Instantly more be... interesting than Yaz's family. Yeah, 100%. I want them to be somehow in the midst of every single alien thing that happens in, in every single episode. I want, I want to, to George Lucas them into old Doctor Who stories. Yes. All other Earth invasions, they're, they're now involved. They're there. Atmos, they did that. All of that. They had Atmos. I'd love to have a brew. With those two and Jackie Tyler. Yes. I was just thinking, getting and all of the families. The <laughs> I want uh, Donna's awful mum as well involved. Yeah. Somehow. Not an idea. Yeah, I think they'd, it'd be a big fun party and Fine. she'd be Fine. awful in the middle of it. Mm. Yeah. She'd be the one demanding um, a bit of a discount. Right, yeah. Sure, right sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. such a Karen, isn't she? Yeah. Sophie Noble. Um... What else was I going to talk about with this episode? What did we think of um, of Dan in in uh, in week two then? Week two of Dan, what did we think? He's still very likable despite leaving his woman. Um, but yeah, I I was a bit shocked by how quickly he sort of got over seeing a load of dead people. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't shock me really because I I find myself easy I find it easy to suspend my disbelief in those scenarios because they're not like we're not shot by the dead people like do you know what I mean well they just they just all went over to other butchers just this fella lying on the ground he's he's the whole time though it's kind of in his case yeah, he's, so. he's been very relaxed about a lot of things yeah I do think he could yeah I agree he's really likeable I think he could do with a bit more characterization as to what who are you yeah like like well, what motivates him to do yeah. anything well, suspicions are that he's going to be an impossible boy or something. He's, <laughs> he's got something going on. Um, so maybe it's on purpose. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, what did we think of his uh, his tempora? Oh, that was line. very bad. That it, was embarrassing. It was, <laughs> it's the sort of line you'd think of, that you should think of and then go, no, actually, I'm going to think better of that and yeah. not put that in. It's the sort yeah. of line we'd make on this podcast about the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. You know what that is? It's a Kanye line. <laughs> Kanye, I, I love Kanye, right? But the, 
his lyrics are so often brilliant, but so often they're things that he should have thought of and then immediately abandoned, <laughs> but he puts them in. And But I think the fact that the difference is with Kanye, the fact that he does, that he puts everything that he thinks of in makes for a better product overall. I right? don't know why you're looking at me, but I don't listen to Kanye. Okay, do you agree, Johnny? Uh, no, I think, I, I, I think, I think Kanye just does right shit lyrics sometimes. No, but I'm not I think, sure. I think it's worth the. Um, as soon as I pull up and park the bends, we've got this bitch shaking like Parkinson's for Jesus. a. For a um, people talk so much shit about me in barbershops, they forget to get their hair cut. <laughs> like, it's, it's worth one for the other. I don't think the same is true of Chipmore. What did no. we think of the. I think the same is true of Moffat, though, actually. I've often compared him to Kanye in the way that he just... His gags, he just puts in the things he thinks of. But I think it's worth that for the good oh, stuff you get. Kanye of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> what does that make? R- RTD Jay-Z. Who's the Jay-Z of Doctor yeah. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then who's Chris Chibnall in this equation? He's the... He's the... Um, Lil Dicky of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> What um, that he that's uh, little Dicky did a song with Kanye. Do you know? I, I am aware. Do you yeah. know? I know it. I don't think we should can sing you, it on can this you podcast. Perform it for me. Uh, no. <laughs> this is a family friendly podcast. It's like it. It's like you're such a stupid hoe. I love it. Isn't it? Yeah. You're Speaking gonna... of hoes, Santa hoes. Santa hoes. Santa bros before Santa hoes. <laughs> What was that? Completely killed the scene for me. Mm. Yeah, I was just thinking about a Sontar. It's not the only time that Chris Chibnall has named something a rude thing without (laughs) realising. He's done it a few times before. I can't think of examples now, but people have pointed it out. Like Comdot. Yes. There's a a thing that when he had a communication thing called the Comdot, it's like, how are you not realising that sounds like a condom? The whole time. What did we let's 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 dive into okay quickly? What did we think of the double walk based gag after John Bish? <laughs> so he the, said he said I'm gonna walk right out of here. That was his second joke. What he, was his he first? First one? it was something like, "How'd you like that fry up or something?" I don't know. He said um, he said like deep fried Santaro for breakfast. Or yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know that was more believable than the tempura thing. Like I just mm. don't think that any normal. You wouldn't human miss being it. Would... Hear it as tempura, no, would you? No, you wouldn't. But also, I think if if he did mishear temporal and didn't necessarily know what temporal would mean, which but it's feasible. Don't say temporal. It's temporal. But also, but, was, but like he wouldn't focus on it exactly. Yeah. He <laughs> was it relevant? If he didn't really know what it was, he'd just be like, "Oh, they said something. I didn't really hear it." Yeah, it's like yeah, saying, it's "Oh, hi." Doctor, uh, they also one of them's got really weird eyebrows. That might be relevant. Like, true, it's yeah, just true, true, true. Who cares? Who cares? I love, I love a bit of tempura though. Yeah, I'm a big fan. What's your favourite thing to tempura? Well, I'm I'm a vegetarian, so it, it just vegetable. Oh, I guess prawn. Now I tempura now I eat, prawn. Yeah, tempura yeah. prawn is good. Tempura I like prawn. it when you I've get to hold on to the tail. Yeah. yeah, and then you bite it to the tail and then chuck it. Hundred yeah. percent. Chuck it. Yeah, like at the next table. Oh, the next table. <laughs> yeah. Chris Tarrant behaviour. Chris Tarrant? He did that with a um, with a knife in an Indian restaurant. <laughs> he threw a knife across an Indian restaurant? A button. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah. This did man he... is still hosting Capital <laughs> FM. 
Is he on no, Capital No, he's though? not. He was oh, on Capital Yeah, he was like, the, the host. It wasn't. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? He was. Hey, Chris Tarrant's way too old. To Chris Tarrant. When I, every day I was taken on the the, the car. Chris Taken on the car. Chris Tarrant had a show on Capital. He was the main are you, DJ. Are you fucking he was the main host of Capital FM. I'm not. That's Jimmy 0010 now. <laughs> It's fucking Jimmy Hill. He handed over the keys. <laughs> this is yours now. Bloody hell. Sorry, I'm gonna, I want to look that up. I, I just don't. I, I, Kanye, I, Kanye is to Jay Z as Jimmy 0010 is to Chris Tarrant. <laughs> I wish I knew what this reference is. Who's Jimmy 0010? He is a, he is a um, former YouTuber, now Capital FM DJ. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jimmy zero zero one zero was his YouTube name. Nice. Yeah, I can confirm it is correct. <laughs> oh my god! Well, how old is he? He is seventy five. He's getting on, yeah. Seventy five. He's wow. recently had his birthday, so happy can birthday. Can you do, can you go to the controversy section and talk about the <laughs> restaurant instead? Um, there's no controversy. Personal life. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Um, there we go. Oh no, that's mini stroke. <laughs> Did he have a controversial mini stroke? <laughs> um, no, that's it. This is in the personal life section. Um, charity work, don't care. Hang on, let me search for it. Let me oh yeah, control F, control F. You can't do that on a phone. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Find it's on the same page. Act. What am I looking up? Knife? Uh, restaurant? No, in, in Indian. Maybe it's not a knife, maybe I've misremembered. Indian. There we go. Here we go. He was arrested on suspicion of assault. Um, where did it happen? Nottingham. Uh, he'd been joking with a couple dining at an adjacent table and threw an item of cutlery towards Right, the okay, so I, I was right. It was yeah. a, well, It might have been a spoon. Yeah, well, it was definitely a knife and then they removed that because it sounds more violent than it is. Sure, okay. That's what, yeah. It could have been a ladle. <laughs> is that an item of cutlery? No, no not that's really. a serving. You'd never be given that in a restaurant. In an Indian restaurant. <laughs> no. Well, you might as a serving if you had a big pot in the middle. You'd have a big spoon. Yeah. You? A big spoon, probably. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The drink driving as well. Yeah. He God, also, he's, done, he's done it all. Suspicion mm. of assault. The first are young. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is in a section called legal troubles. <laughs> oh, silly. Yes, we should have skipped okay. right to okay. that. Okay. Um, at least they replaced him with a non-violent host on Millionaire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you can take that one to the bank. Um, <laughs> it's a joke, like I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is taking that to the bank sort of a bit of a joke? Because weakest link, they bank things as well. Oh yeah, I'm going to pretend yeah. that that was yeah, definitely. That, that there is currently yeah. a feud between Rachel Riley and Anne Robinson on on Countdown. I am aware. Over yeah. being yeah. the number person. Uh, no, is in. Anne Robinson is the um, is she now was the, the original new... number person. No, who that's um, Carol Vorderman. Carol Vorderman. Anne Robinson is now the host of Countdown. What? Yeah, and yeah. and Rachel Riley hates her guts, and Anne Robinson hates Rachel Riley, <gasps> and there's a there's a whole feud. I thought Jimmy Carl was those. Eight of ten count. Oh. <laughs> Did you legitimately think that? I thought they just stopped Countdown and they were only doing 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown now. This man lives in a... What you don't know, listeners, this man lives in a cultural vacuum. He did not understand. He did not... Um, he'd never heard of Rylan. I bet so many of your listeners are going to have a moment that I had exactly the same way. It's like, who? 
Rylan. Right, yeah, not a so. famous person, exactly. Incredibly famous person. What's he been in? He's a household name. He's, he's, a he's red, on everything. He's, he's on he's Radio 2. I don't endemic. listen to Radio 2. He's Saturday show with Rylan from 3pm. I don't watch that. <laughs> listen, How am I meant to know these things? you never seen that X Factor? you never seen that bit where he's crying on the ground? <laughs> well, I have now because Molly's insisted on showing me every bloody clip of the bloke, but... <laughs> You've never even seen his teeth. He's a, he's a mum favourite, is Rylan. He's up there with But I'm not my him. mother. I yeah, admit. But you just... Anyway, I, we've had this co- argument. I bet, I, do you know what? I bet my mum doesn't the know car, who Rylan car, is. The car um, adverts. Sorry? The car adverts he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does for... Um, no, because actually since having heard of him, I've seen those car adverts. And you've gone, oh, I know. And now I've gone, no, it's your made a song about him. Yeah, True. My my mum probably wouldn't know who Rylan is because this week I had to explain to her what a podcast was. She's going to come on this, isn't she? I want her on this. I think she'd be the greatest guest you'd ever had. Not to drop personal medical information about your mum, but isn't she deaf? She is deaf, <laughs> yeah. She's going to come on a podcast. But Well, she's she's deaf in the way in which her hearing aids allow her to hear. She's not sort of okay. full... She's not just making something hug. and she'll yeah. never be able to consume it. Which I think would be sort of maybe beautiful, in a sense, a piece mm. of art. Mm. Sure. True, full truly. Bait, full the, Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Selflessly okay, creating. We need to podcast. circle back. We need <laughs> yeah. to circle back, ultimately. Okay, so. What did we think now we've had a better look at the Centauran design? I was just about to bring that up. Oh, I liked it. Like I liked it from the like. start. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I liked it too this week. Yeah. I thought it was good. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm not, as much as I love Dan Starkey, yeah. I'm not sure about the choice to bring him back because I think. He was so established in the role of Strax. Yeah. And just... I get there's an in-universe explanation because they're clones and whatever. Yeah. But, like, I felt when I was watching his character in this, I j- it, it was just Strax. Yeah. So it was, was kind of jarring. That it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I quite like that we're sort of running with this new guy now as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, he's like, he's like the threat on Tarin. Mm. Yeah. Whereas... Strax is the fun. Strax is the... the, the this is the dumb yeah. one. I find I like the design up close... Yeah. And don't like it landscape. Mm. Yeah. I find that proportionally it looks a little odd to me at, at far, they but up close have. I do like. But as in, they've always looked odd because they're odd looking things, but it sort of looks odd in the wrong way. Okay. The, he's, the main one's not wide enough, it's too tall. Gives you the ick. It gives me the ick. I, I think it's the least I've fancied a Centauran. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Speaking I, of um, people we fancied in this episode, we got lots more Vinda content, which I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also we got. Um, he looked thrilled, by the way, at the prospect of Yaz. Like you saw that in his eyes. He was like, what, in a sex "Hello." Way? Yep. Do you think? Not necessarily I, I, in a sex I way. He just a... definitely fancied her from the start. Oh right, yeah. Well, that's what I was asking. I felt attention <laughs> when he was. Those two were on screen. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a bit of chemistry there. I yeah. I immediately thought, this is what's happening this season. We're not getting. What all the stands wanted. Yeah, we're not getting despite Dan that bed. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Episode one, we're getting Vinder and Yaz. Mm. Vaz. Yinder. Y- Yazinda. I think no. Yinda is better than Vaz because Vaz feels yeah. too va- like Vaj. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Risky uh, territory. <laughs> um, we also got that Crimean War captain who was a real uh, silver fox. I was a big fan. Yeah, we loved him. Very Except big fan. Then when he was all defeated, he went a bit. Yeah, it gave me the ick. He was a bit worried, yeah, was wasn't he? Yeah, it was pathetic. Doesn't like masculinity. Oh, tell me how to do it, Doctor. It no, but there's there's something about. I think it's fine to admit your vulnerability, 
but there was something icky about how it was sniveling. Yeah. Yes, it was sniveling. It was sniveling right. yeah. That's exactly right. That's it. And um, also, can we talk about how, with that in mind, they just did a complete retread of Christmas Invasion for the ending? Yeah, I mm. wasn't a fan. Pointless. They were retreating. They were... Yeah. It was like the same plot beat just mm. redone, with pretty much the same line as well. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? Does that mean big eyebrows? Uh, Sontaran's dead now. I guess so. Well. But they were sort of established that they were in multiple places in time at the same time, and yeah, they, but they were to, obliterated. From all but they, time. but they Somehow. obliterated really them separately. The dog at the same blew time up as the well. time thing. The dog boy. He... What did we think of that resolution? Did it, did that resolve itself very quickly? I felt it was a bit hand wavy, personally. Yeah. It felt like that we didn't even really know exactly what they needed to resolve, no. and then very quickly the dog was like. We'll just crack a ship or something. Well, right. I was quite surprised because initially, so when it was revealed that the Sontarans were also in present-day Liverpool, I was like, oh, they've gone back to the Crimean War and invaded and they're going to win and then they're present across history. Yeah. Mm. And, it, and that's not what happened. It was that they were invading all of time at once. But they Which t- I think is, a, to be clear, I think is that's a worse plot. Yes, 100%. Um... What was I going to say about that? What did you say? Well, it just didn't make any sense. Like, why did they start the Crimean War? Well, I know, because I was going to say this to you earlier. I don't think it's relevant that... I think they just picked that randomly. Like, I don't think... I don't think it's about how early in history it was. Well, well just why? It but just it makes sense pointless. to start at the point at which they rocked up at, which is when the Corvinista... Yeah, just to have, have a bit true, of love. True. Oh, my God, true. So they, they rocked up then, and they were like, but actually... We'll start in 1815 <laughs> yeah, and invade really one of Earth's time anyway. What are they like, read up about the Crimean War? This is the thing. Well, it's, it's, like, all, it's not even a it's good war. all justified because uh, that Sontaran was like, on a ride a horse. Oh, and also... What's, on, what's the best war? You just said it wasn't a good war. I want to know what in your head qualifies as a good one. If I had was a Sontaran and I'd been reading up about wars right. I'd have been like 100 years war you say <laughs> 100 years catch me outside <laughs> okay what about um, from your POV um, Sarah Garland's view yeah. what's the best war the best war obviously war. all war is bad oh, but the, what is the least worst war the emu war the what oh the, in Australia the emu war in Australia what was that all about there were too many emus so they started a big war against the emus the emus won <laughs> the emus were so violent <laughs> that they gave up uh, this is can't isn't real this is, really, this is, this thing. is very much this is very much a thing here we go straight to Wikipedia again I was going to go for one that's potentially was, was, was World Hall involved <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, was not there. Have you seen that um, that viral um, video of that guy like it's an emu? <laughs> yes. So good. Okay, here we go. Emu War, otherwise known as the Great Emu War, nineteen thirty-two. Uh, there were other things going on in history then. I think this wouldn't have been a. Okay, so this is what this is. There were approximately twenty thousand emus, and they were like, oh dear, it's a bit too many. Did they amass? What did they form a collective? Then, well, yeah, and then, yeah, the, so here we go. Major Meredith of the 7th Heavy Battery of the Royal Australian Artillery with sold commanding soldiers armed with 10,000 rounds of ammunition. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, first attempt, absolutely fucked it. More <laughs> than 1,000 emus were spotted heading towards their position. Um, 
and then the gun jammed and only 12 birds were killed and the remainder <laughs> ran away. For God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great... I, I read this, I would say, this a is couple of times a year. Um, Aftermath. Yeah. Aftermath. Um, despite problems... As if this was going on in 1932. Um, also, apparently they were offering bounties for killed <laughs> emus and 57,000 bounties were ki- uh, claimed in a six-month period. Wow. Very and good. to think they're usually the ones left at the bottom of the celebration stand. <laughs> That's very good. I like that. Mm. But um, yeah, that is the best war. Um, so I'd have gone there. Johnny, best war? Uh, best war, uh, ice cream truck war in Glasgow in the 80s. Nice, yeah, it's also a good one. I'd never heard of this either. Uh, uh, Can we right, get a brief version? Cause we right, rival gangs <laughs> right. operating out of ice cream trucks in Glasgow and it becomes incredibly violent, but it's called the ice cream truck wars. Do so wanna, it's the best war. Do you want to know what it earned the Strathclyde police as a nickname? What? Serious Chime Squad. <laughs> on the Wikipedia page. Incredible. Uh, the emu war and the ice cream van war. Incredible. Yeah. The best wars. The best wars. Uh, yeah. Do you want to know what my main problem was with the plot of the Sontarans uh, coming back? Go on. So, Sontarans, very stupid. You know, we see the Doctor and Mary just tiptoeing up behind him as he yeah, walks yeah, through yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> Very dumb. You know, he's released with a sonic screwdriver, doesn't clock, oh, maybe that is the doctor that this woman is telling me she's got information on. True, yeah. Very yeah, yeah. dumb. But they somehow mystically predicted the flux. So they Right, I was going to bring this up because the Sontarans don't normally have like a psychic commander. Again, a lazy bit of dialogue yeah. that where Chibnall go, hang on, how did they predict it? Oh, I'll give him a psychic commander. Yeah. When it's actually not consistent with what we know about the Centaurans. It's just just lazy. Mm. And then they they somehow managed to organise themselves, work out when the dogs would get into Earth. Right, right. And, and then somehow get through the crack, literally one <clears> second <throat> before they closed it. But he wanted yeah, to ride a horse. It's, like, all, it's, it's all very, like... Um, it's, it's very like a writer making realizing there are holes in what they're making, and instead of and instead of looking at it on a foundational level and trying to trying to make the story putting the work in to make the story work. Yeah. Well, not putting the work in. That's harsh. I'm not. I'm not accusing him of actual laziness. But rather than get, doing the sensible thing, going back to the drawing board and kind of shaping it so that it does work, it's it's tying everything up with a quick fix. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and look, as a writer, you can get away with the odd quick fix. I think if you if you realise there's like one sort of slight plot hole in your thing, then you can you can fix it slightly. Do a little, yeah. Like maybe paper. maybe the um the if the mobile phone one with yeah. John Bishop had been the only one in the episode, I'd be like, right, I'll let him I'll let him off. You let that off. I might have mentioned it still, but yeah. I wouldn't have called it an endemic problem. <laughs> Whereas here, it's like, okay, there's a couple in the same episode. it feels a bit like well you could have you could have paid a bit more attention to one of them mm. It just Do you know what I mean, Johnny? As a writer, yeah, I yeah, I agree. I think it's it's, but you can get away with the odd thing. He came across a problem exactly as you said, that oh, this doesn't actually make sense. Tyrone's a bit too dumb for that. And instead of going, oh, well, I guess you know, for example, this wouldn't necessarily be the best solution. But like, instead of going, well, I'll just make it so they did work it out. <laughs> you could go like, well, maybe someone else 
has given them this information. Someone's feeding them, like yeah. like bake it more into the plot in a yeah, deep way, where it kind of all works out in the end. But that's hard. That requires redrafting episode five as well. Yeah. And he's not going to redraft episode five as well. Yeah, true, true, true. So we wanted Pandora Open's level of like collaboration, I think. Yeah, like, I'm what? not super mad, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, I can see, it's I a bit can of a see tell, the writer here yeah. at work. And I say that like as somebody like as somebody who does write stuff occasionally, like it's it, it, when I'm relating to a writer, that's not a good thing. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Necessarily. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, me, me, me. What did we think about the stuff on Planet Time? With I, I was thinking, should we say with sometimes for a second and talk about Mary Seacole a bit? Yeah. So we're not really discussing because I think Mary Seacole's potentially one of the most egregious examples of. Chibnall using a historical character just to sort of like set the tone it's, it's yeah. wasting a go it's like in Spyfall Part 2 when he used Ada Lovelace and mm. also uh, Noor Inyat Khan yeah Noor Inyat Khan was so like he used both pathetic. she was the the Nazi spy lady she did all the Morse code and stuff yeah. and was up oh loft. right Oh, yeah. God, I forgot she was also in that. Like, it's just a waste of, like, interesting historical figures. Well, speaking of, apparently, Sarah, you pointed out this out to us a second ago, That's before true. we started, the Victoria, the 1820s Liverpudlian man... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> real man. ...is actually a real historic what character. His, what was his name? Which is news to us. I mean, it was the most boring name ever, so I, I want to say it was, like, Thomas or something boring. What do we think of his brief scene again? We've got another brief scene with him. Joseph Williamson. Uh, what I don't know where it's going, actually. He's got something to do with Major. He knows what's going on. Do you think? Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's always shifting in the tunnels and stuff. In the first episode, he seemed he was like, you've got no idea what's on its way. Mm, okay. He knows. He knows. I stuff. just can't help but think we've already reached this point now. We're on time. We're like chatting to the ravages. Yeah. The plot is bigger than a character like that already. Yeah. What is like? What is the revelation going to be to do with this character? It, that is going to bring it back Unless he's like a time lord or something. Yeah, oh, it's God. What talks like a Renaissance poet? <laughs> <laughs> he does talk like. A I had yeah. a real problem with that. No well, one talked like people that. People in the past did talk like that. Though. Not like that. Only when letter writing. Yeah, yeah they didn't so, actually yeah. talk like that. It adds flavour though. I kind of, I kind of like it. They all no. spoke like Peter Capaldi and uh, David Copperfield. <laughs> yes. You're right. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of added to it for me. I quite liked it. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a bit camp. Also, where did he go? He just sort of toddled yeah, off and that true, triangle true, true, true. couldn't find him. That triangle didn't even sense it. Yeah. It just disappeared. Oh, so, he's probably here, yeah. I think you might you might have He's got something to do. You, you might have Yeah. You might have you might be on something there. Skim the nail on the head. So okay. what? <laughs> <laughs> it's <having> a stroke. <laughs> Isn't that what's what's the phrase I'm trying to say? Hit the nail on the head. God's sake. Johnny does this often. So the other the, a few months back, um, Johnny was trying to remember the word for apron. Yeah. And instead, he said, oh, "Kitchen God. length." <laughs> what? Kitchen length. Kitchen length. It's the only thing I could think of to say to describe it. He was like, you know, you you, you kitchen length, and I was like, 
I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, and then eventually what? I worked out you meant apron. I would like sometimes it's immediately called an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think it's quite if you really had no use of the English language. What sort of galaxy brain thinking would you have to have to kitchen piece that length, together? A length kitchen. of clothing exclusively worn in the kitchen. I, just, I can't. I, I thought it was quite quick thinking on my part. No. no absolutely no. not. You could have gone for anything. Like, I would have accepted kitchen dressing gown. Uh, like yeah, a dressing yeah, gown yeah. for the kitchen. Yeah, that's also that's probably better than kitchen length. In, Cover in thing. Kitchen pinafore. You, If I could remember pinafore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it w- wouldn't be in this problem. Um, okay, so we got more we got more ravages. We got the planet yeah. time. Right. This is all very timeless childing to me. Like I feel like they're gonna reveal. I hate it. Some pre timeless childing. Do you hate it? I hate it. I, Why do you hate it? I don't. I don't like all of this. There being a planet called time. There being all these people the doctors never heard. They travel in time. Right. And they've never heard of these women, these sad looking women. Well, but I think it's significant because I think. No, I hate that. I don't. This want is something the doctor doesn't know. It's like that's the worst kind of story. I just, I, I like a little surprise. I don't like a big. You like you to be fair. You do like a self-contained. Yeah. The whole premise of Flux is not up your alley, really. I'd like it if they were all doing their own little things. And right. But you, get... you like a unicorn and a wasp style. Yes, hundred percent. And right. then we sort it out. Jobs, yeah, yeah, jobs yeah. are good and moving mm. on. Like I'm fully now not expecting to hear or see from the Sontarans again. Like tick, tick them off the list. Yeah, I don't think we will actually. I don't yeah. think we're getting I, I wouldn't know what they do for the rest. Yeah, um, I, I, to be fair though, I was not expecting Dogman again. We got Dogman again. Oh, it's a big. Fan. And he, w- it was nice to see. It was him cool. Again. I, and when he walked in, I was like, you know what? Happy to see you, Mister Dogman. Yeah. And the the characters, I like the characters' um, interaction with, with Jock Bishop a lot. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. They've got chemistry. They're quite fun. I love his regional accent. Yeah, mm. he made sense as well. That was the thing. Like, yeah, he yeah. Made he sense really makes sense as characters. It makes complete sense for him to turn up at that point yeah. as well. He's I very love... begrudgingly brought in every time Dan's in a bit too much danger. I love the idea that he's going to keep showing up when... Yeah. yeah. What about like when John John Bishop's got a tour coming up? I've seen the efforts in the shoot. If he's absolutely bombing one night yeah. and the audience is just not taking to him, Dan will just come out and start <laughs> doing a routine. Like... That that's that John Bishop's just like grasping for for anything from this audience, and and um, Carvanista comes out, yeah, and he's like, so I was uh, I went to see my mother-in-law the other day, <laughs> and like steps in, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Will I ever look at a John Bishop place the same way again? Though, absolutely not. Uh, but yeah, I think this. I think the whole planet time thing is very like pre. We were saying we, we think we're gonna get answers to like pre timeless child stuff, and I think that's what we're getting. I don't want them. <laughs> I, I, I don't really want it either. I don't want, I, I want timeless child, but like, I, I, I I've kind of learned to accept it. I feel like this is a lot like. Um, ultimately, it's an unfortunate thing that we left the EU. Right, but you've got but to. We, right. we need, this we is, need some is, good policy now. That right, we can't just you we can't, can't just, just dig our heels you're, in. And you're, cry the, about you're, it. The, you're the second referendum people. Right? Yeah, like yeah. ultimately, <laughs> like, I hate happened. it. We've lost. We've lost that war. We've Brexit. We've ended up. We've, we've got the timeless child yeah. now. So we need some competent no policy makers <laughs> to recognise the fact that we need petrol. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But uh, I, I, I love it. 
I'm I, having the best time in the time. Any, you know any moment of Ravagers on screen, I'm loving it. I love how camp they are. I love how BDSM yeah. they are. What do we think? What do we think is going on with the third? Because we, we know Azure, we know Swarm, Passenger. Okay, well, I'm assuming it's not the singer songwriter of the same name. <laughs> uh, to me, hey, so that's not him. Is that not the Passenger? <laughs> <laughs> that's Train. <laughs> Basically it's the same thing. He did train, let, let train passenger, <laughs> transport related. <laughs> he did that. I only need the light when it's burning. Oh low. god, that's a miserable tune, isn't it? Yeah, it's he has bollocks. been quiet for quite a few years, so it would make sense for him to be he's, doing something like that. He's quite close it? with um, Ed Sheeran. Oh god. Well, I'm glad that's working for him. I think Passenger <laughs> is a load of patings in one big coat. <laughs> oh my god, incredible. And they're going to unzip it and everyone's going to go like, no! That's going to be the finale and that's going to be the cliffhanger for the Christmas episode. What, what's, your, a... what's your actual theory? Uh, my actual theory... Oh, okay, this isn't my actual theory, but I've just thought of it and it's kind of fun. Okay. What if Passenger is the prototype of the Doctor before thrown through the void? And it's all covered up so that they can't touch just because it will cause some temporal nonsense. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's just why... Made, that's just why made that one up there. That's nice. why the gimp suit's there. Yeah. <laughs> it was a gimp suit. It's no so, yeah, there. it's true. It's true. Very, the three of them are all... They're very BDSM. Yeah, I like the shoulder pads. Yeah, um, and his walk, it's so sassy. It's, it's when he was very... jumping around when they were trying to shoot yeah, him, yeah. he was riding around. Is it Jim Carrey in a film with, like, Bruce Almighty or The Mask? When yeah. Basically, the mask. it's yeah, the, mask, the mask, like, almost exact. And the way he was yeah. kind of leaning similar. against the wall, like, yeah, oh, try and get me. Very Jim Carrey. Love that. Yeah, it was great. You love Jim Carrey. I think he's one of the finest actors. Don't don't get Johnny talking about Jim Carrey to be all right. I don't want we to will talk be about here Jim Carrey all ever. Night. Him yeah, I just I'd I'd recommend everyone to watch The Great Beyond, the documentary. I think it's fascinating. Right. I'm not giving you more than fifteen seconds for this recommendation. No, I'm I'm happy to leave it there. Fine. Just I think yeah. any anyone who wants an insight into this, this man has chewed my ear off about the Great Beyond. Still not uh, watched it. The true sort of like the sublime moment in performance needs to watch the great beyond. Sure. Transcendent. Right. Transcendent. Right. I, What's you, your passenger theory, yeah, Sarah? Do you have a theory about passenger? I couldn't care less. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you really not like it at all? Do you not? I, I just. Sarah likes a small scale plot. Yeah. yeah. But can you appreciate it for what it's doing? I I don't think I will care enough about all of these reveals for them to be worth revealing. What do you think of Swarm's characterization? I I mean I like that. It's a bit unnecessary. It doesn't make any sense. Why are they yeah. Why are they like that? It's just sort of weird, aren't they? Some well, you mean the way they weird. look? Well, no, not just the way they act. Like, well, they're just like villains, you're aren't they? That they're camp. They're just like, villains. It's just the way. That's just from? Where, how villains behave. But yeah. who's this passenger for? Why does he look different to all of them? Where well, did they get find him? Out, presumably. But it's I, I, there's too many questions. He's that gimp. He's <laughs> gimp. It's awful. Uh, did he have a line? No. no. Didn't say anything. No, at he all. speaks when he spoke. To <laughs> <laughs> we were saying before, right? That he looks like Skeletor. Uh, yeah, yeah, or a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Bane from Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, and well, I think there's also a vibe of Bane from Batman and Robin because if he you then speak. substitute Swarm for Mister Freeze and mm. uh, Azure for Poison Ivy. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, 
Who do you prefer of the two, Swarm or Azure? I prefer Swarm, to be honest. Azure's not had loads to do yet. No. Swarm's been Swarm's more, more than... charismatic. Killing triangles. Why were they, those things repeatedly referred to as triangles when they're clearly pyramids? Diamonds, I would mm. say. But, uh, yeah, I know. Why diamonds? There's no bottom bit. What? Yeah, they were they diamonds. They were pointed, pointed, pointed at the top at and ends. pointed at the bottom. Were they? I thought it was it a was flat like bottom. It was like a square top and a triangle bottom. So it's like a... No, I thought it was definitely a pyramid. Well, no. oh, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember now. No, I would say diamonds. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why it was not a triangle because it was a three-dimensional three shape. I thought it was funny that they called them triangles, <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be referring okay. to them as. Maybe Vinda's got a screw loose. He called them triangles. He did just seem yeah. to recognise them in part and then also kind of was... What's went... Fender's story? We don't really know about him. We don't him, know do we? lots. Well, we it's know he's been sort of banished to his job. Well, the to the... his post. Right. And the theory goes that it was meant to be Captain Jack. Right. And uh... they replaced it with the Fender character. But at the same time, there have been so many rewrites that it's not like... Vinder is a direct step. No, but no. he's playing the same role in the story, yeah. presumably, yeah. if that theory is true. So we might not get more info in the way that we don't always get more info as to what Jack's been up to. No, yeah, Are exactly. acknowledge why he was replaced? Uh, I just well, I no, think he got enough fracas, sure. didn't yeah. he? <laughs> uh, he, just, he just likes getting his knob out. Yeah, he <laughs> does, yeah. And the fellow that plays Vinder famously in his most famous role... Had no knob. Had no knob. Oh really? Nothing yeah. to get out. He was a a a castrati. Yeah. Alright, okay. Fine. Um, Good singing voice then. He he says almost nothing in Game yeah. of Thrones. You know what's actually? absolutely wild? This is the second podcast in a row that we've used the word castrati. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fucking insane? Keep it up. What a what a run. Um, <laughs> I'll be listening in next week. <laughs> Bingo card. But yeah, he he was aware of the temple they were in as a sort yes, of mythological it's place. True, it's yeah. true, it's true, it's true. Um, so I I quite like that he's he. I think he must be something to do with the division. Do you think? I I'm assuming, and then this is this is pre division. You've so I think you're going timeless child arc swarm and Azura from whatever is the Doctor's past pre void etc. And you've got the vision coming. So pre, the Doctor is a little girl under that thing. That's my theory. Right. And then, so that's why, that's, it, like, Vinda's from an era of the Time Lords and Time Lord adjacent that's close enough to still have some vague mythological awareness of these right, things. Right, 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 right. But that info's kind of been lost by the time the Doctor rocks okay. up in her current sure, form. Sure, sure, sure. This is my vague theory. Oh, it, is, is theorising fun or do we want more criticism? No, two eyes is fun. What are you enjoying here, Mole? On the no, I, I, I'm liking the criticism, the theory. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of working along the same lines of, as you actually. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, yeah, I think we're getting. Do you think we're gonna? I've seen lots of um, people on Twitter in the, the week since the last episode, um, suggesting we're gonna get an extended flashback sequence of Swarm and Azure versus Joe Martin. Ooh. Oh. Oh well, I don't think it's a straight up versus because. Why would they be fanning about with? Why wouldn't they just uh, vaporize a lot of them, turn them all into ash? Mm. Jobs mm. good and times ruined. The end. I think that there's some kind of more like nice link there. An alliance or or just like maybe they're like oh maybe we could bring the doctor back to 
whatever mm. the hell okay, we from an ancestral from. home yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Swarm and Azura siblings are they? I yeah. think I think I remember yesterday yeah, he calls Azura sister, sister yeah. oh, okay because I was thinking they were Shaggy I thought they were Shaggy <laughs> yeah because I was going to make a really quick joke and then I remembered their siblings are they going to yeah. go full Game of Thrones with it then? because yeah because <laughs> I've noticed Swarm's you probably have noticed Swarm's got a big protrusion on his head of crystals right yeah, yeah. and sort of crystalline gash gash on yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if that's how how it works what they're grown no like when they... they get together yeah oh Ooh. now I feel guilty for using the word gash yeah. <laughs> god <laughs> good grief Jesus <laughs> um but no, yeah. So I, I mean, I've but I seen, didn't want to make that joke because I remember there were siblings. Yeah. I've seen some murmurs. I'm glad you were so ethical. I've seen some murmurs that they're Doctor Who's mum and dad. Oh, uh, I saw that. Have you seen that, or did somebody say that last week? My theory, yes. So I rewatched. But I mean, they're brother and sister, so no. Episode no. one could be siblings of the Doctor. Mm, I just don't think so. You're not into that? No, I don't think that they're as closely linked as your theory says, but I think that they are linked in some way. Okay, fine. What yeah. kind of way? Give us a theory. This Elaborate. Is, this is, I don't what know. If, oh, <gasps> they're crystalline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if they are the Tardises. species that TARDIS is of overall form? Oh. Well, there's all them crystals growing out the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the floor. And also, like, it's kind of crystalline in its current form anyway. Yeah. That would be sick. Oh, what if actually they're not there for the Doctor? They're there to get the TARDIS back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the TARDIS is leaking and it's ill and and they're like, you've had our pal for a while. Give her back. God, what if? It kind of makes sense given the design, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might be barking at a completely wrong tree. Also, if if they're then implying (laughs) that TARDIS is a living thing to the extent that the, the Time Lord and the Doctor... By um, extension, it are um, it's sort of keeping them enslaved. Then where do we go from here with Doctor Who? Yeah, it's true. You, know to, like, you did can't you... really, you can't really make a revelation like that and then be like. Also, the Doctor blew up a TARDIS in the for a lap. for the New yeah, Year's yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, the New Year's one. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, the Doctor blew up Koshamas for a laugh as well. True, mm. true, true, and famously all of her own people. Yeah. <laughs> She she, she can laugh, give two hoots. Listen, yeah, probably not for a It was actually was famous little last resort. Yeah. 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 Also famously harrowing because we heard about it for about ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, it's true, it's true. She didn't get over that one easy, did she? No. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. You cared a lot less the next time they were all killed. Yeah, it's tr- well. Oh, true. Once, yeah. Oh gosh, they're seen, still all dead, aren't they? Yeah. Once you've seen one genocide. God, seen all the time lords are still all dead. She's not that bothered at the moment. No. They haven't really talked about that at all. She's too busy working out what's going on with the division. That's really strange. We've not we've not heard from her about that at all. Do you think Chibnall forgot? Well, do you think that now she's like, oh, I'm not actually a time lord? You'd still care. But would you care a bit less? No. Do you think she's I a think bit I sort would. of bygones? Will be bygones. They're dead. Okay. Do you think she's like, I've done this? She's yeah. actually spent so much time processing grief about this specific right. issue that think, she's very right. quick to get over it. Supposing yeah. you, um, your, uh, your dad phones you up, Johnny, and he's like, your mum, I'm so sorry to report your mum has died. This Tragic. is a horrible, <laughs> scenario. Tragically, in a, in a car accident. Uh, 
Okay, right? all right. Um, you're obviously beside yourself. Yeah, I'd be less than pleased. Yeah. <laughs> Gutted about it. And then, fortnight later, your dad's like, oh, actually, we've salvaged her from the wreckage. She's fine. I don't, don't ask me about the, the specifics of it. But... <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. I'd be chuffed, yeah. I'd be chuffed about it. Then, six months after that, she actually does die. Do you, th- do you reckon you'd be like, oh, I've done the grief now? I think I'd I'd still be upset, but I think I'd be like a little bit more prepped to be upset yeah. about it. I agree with that. So maybe yeah. that's what the doctor's gotten through. Yeah, I yeah. think I'd be sort of like, oh, we've 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 processed these emotions yeah. once. We we kind of recognise them. In that same way that once you know, you've you've done sort of a lot of work on yourself and how emotions come in, and sometimes you have difficult emotions. Well, in the same way, on a serious note, mm-hmm. that like obviously that car accident analogy was a bit silly, mm-hmm. but on a, on a serious note, like when when you have like an elderly relative for an example that you know yeah. is going to die um, and is ill for a long time you, you sort of you sort of um, rehearse the grief yeah you're just waiting and, for it and it is less impactful yeah. you're no less sad but it's just it's softer it's a softer kind of grief how are you enjoying the podcast folks? okay thanks for castrati um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so maybe that is maybe that is. I think to be honest, though, we're doing a lot of uh, work here to justify. It's a lot of speculation. Something going on. that something that probably is just Christian on forgetting that he killed the tunnels off. Yeah, well, forgetting that that should have an Forget, yeah, forgetting yeah. that. Yeah. Do you think she's more upset at the moment about um, Ryan and Graham? Because <laughs> well, she hasn't mentioned them. Because she Ryan, did. Ryan just sort of to- well, told off. Last episode, she was like, "I took you, you and Ryan and Graham oh, on yeah, yeah, trips, and yeah, yeah, ungrateful sod." Yeah, true. But she didn't mention yeah. like what I miss so. Ryan and Graham. Well, I I would be pretty cut up if one of my mates didn't want to hang out with me anymore because been there, done that. <laughs> kind of bored of it. Like I did think that I've basically I've only just rewatched that episode mm. for the first time ever because I never mm. bothered to watch it. Uh, and I just was like, oh, that was a bit crap. Like, there wasn't really a reason. Oh, I quite liked them leaving, actually. I really liked their departure. No, I liked that they... So it wasn't that they don't like the Doctor. It was just, it was just like, this adventure in life. I don't think Ryan did like the Doctor. No, but I don't, in I don't that episode, so. he definitely hated her. Well, I, got, it, I got the vibe that they were, you know, you sometimes might come across people going on big old world tours after yeah. uni like in their gap years or whatever and they've gone with mates and you can kind of tell they've already fallen out yeah and one's just going yeah. like do you know what I don't give a fuck or like he's very much Australia. like I'm taking the next flight he's home. very much that housemate that just like is yeah he's like just there yeah, yeah. 100% it was, yeah. they all got him because they were mates in first yeah. in first week of freshers yeah and now they've realised actually we don't like Paul yeah 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 don't you think with Ryan that it that um Johnny and I Sarah were talking about this the other day. Doesn't it okay. feel like it's been years since he was in Doctor Who? Uh, it technically. Well, has. I mean, I literally watched the episode where he left the other right, day. Fine, but no, but it still feels like was yeah. he even ever in it? Yeah, really strange. Like as if it's only been one like or two episodes since he was in it. It's because he wasn't necessary ever. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. John Bishop has just filled the Graham hole, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and it's like he was never there. John Bishop is. A better character than, 100%. than either Ryan yeah. or Graham, I'd say. Hundred percent. They actually thought about him like in advance and was like, "Yeah, it does feel like they've thought it through a bit more." Yeah, hundred percent. I'm a big fan of him, mm. even though I actively didn't want to be. 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to be either. I thought he was a pointless addition. Yeah. And then he's worked out really well. No, yeah, it's a bit of casting. It's a bit of a shame that like we're only gonna get him for six episodes, probably. Yeah. Unless you know keeps him off. I think that might be the he's perfect amount. Things to yeah, do. maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon he'll do next year's ones? The the, the three specials? Well they've maybe. already filmed them, haven't they? Yeah. So I they've not said whether he's in them or not. Maybe. Yeah. It'd be nice. It would be nice to, mm. to, to still have. I have around. a feeling. Bradley Walsh is in the last one. It's gonna. But so. Oh okay. But I have a oh, feeling yeah, his plot's gonna be quite tightly tied to this flux narrative. So I could see, like you saying, he might be this big reveal. Mm. I could see there's a reason there might there might be a good reason why we said goodbye to Flux John Bishop at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Episode six. I really liked the fact that we've cut straight to. The doctor meeting the ravagers face to face instead of yes. instead of labouring it about and actually that's quite narratively interesting to me that they've not they've not made it this big mystery thing that we're going to mm. spend ages. They've put to the chase with it. They've put yeah. The chase. yeah, I'm really glad because I, I assumed they wouldn't do that. Mm. Mm. Well, it just feels like yeah, it feels like more interesting because because before that I was like okay we're going to meet the ravagers in like. Episode five or six, we're gonna yeah, like have yeah. the Ravages and the Doctor against each other. Whereas now it's like, oh, anything could happen. Exactly. You, you sort of yeah, it's doing the obvious plot beat that comes at the end, bringing yeah. it early. I think it's a really interesting thing technique to do. Also, the 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 next um, episode is called Once Upon Time, mm-hmm. implying it's it's mostly gonna take place on Planet Time. But the clip suggested otherwise. This is the thing. What did we see in the clip? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit concerned. concerned. We saw some Cybermen. We saw an angel very briefly. Yeah. Oh shit. We, it was it. The Cybermen seem to be on a spaceship. The angels on Earth, because they were in a car, right? And it was in the back of the car. Are we going to get a lot of, like, big build-up to cliffhanger, and then well, this opening is what I'm episode, about. it jumps to they're just in some setting? I'm just, I'm very worried that they're going to resolve it in, like, one minute, and then mm. they're going to mm. F off, or they're going to disappear again. Didn't they're we get gonna... much of an explanation as to how they ended up in the Crimean War? What, well, was, what was that? Well, we the didn't... End? The flux, I The think? flux dropped them there and they all But why did out. it drop them there? I thought it was meant to be destroying things. It, well, yeah, exactly. It dropped them there and then why did it choose that it Dan went to Liverpool and she went to time? Yeah, true. Like, what, who's masterminding that? Because the story needed it to... Well, yeah, exactly. Because that doesn't... Nothing about that... Nothing about what we know about the Ravagers implied that that's their plan? No. No, not at all. Like they, yeah. yeah, I don't think we're getting answers to that. No, I think that's just weak storytelling. I think I'm okay with it. Unless the flux is con- conscious as well, it, the flux is more of a character instead of a force. That's the only way it would make sense. Who would you cast? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Barlow. <laughs> Who would you cast, sir? As the flux. As the flux, yeah. Oh, it's just too many, too many. Alexander Armstrong, bring back. <laughs> bring I'm back. going with Alexandra Burke. Nice. Mm. She could sing I it, sing her. the dialogue through. Yeah. She was on I think Bruce Jeffrey. Forsyth in a Weekend at Bernie's like <laughs> situation. <laughs> Obsessed with that? Who voiced the little triangles? I thought. Oh, it, it felt like it was a, a recognisable voice. A, yeah. Can you Google it for me, Sarah? I, I actually don't think I can because the, there's no cast list. 
I had to look at the. Also, what's it going to say? Uh, yes, but I don't know. I don't know who voiced them, but it did sound like a familiar voice, mm. or at yeah. least it was having a go at sounding. It sounded like, a like voice. someone I knew. Yeah, but I wasn't sure. I mean, if I were if I were casting Doctor Who, I would cast someone big as that, or like yeah, someone relatively big because it takes an afternoon, right? Yeah, mm. easy to do in COVID as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's probably why they were they were floating triangles, isn't it? Because they're much cause they're, easier. Yeah. Like a COVID thing. Also, I really liked it. I thought it was great. Oh, it was effective. It was really clear, and they looked you know great. They looked like they looked like they were there. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. rare for effects sometimes. You know what it did remind me of is well, because they probably were like being puppeteered and they just painted the strings out. No, they no, seem to move too, too complexly. Really? Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. think so. Um, they reminded me of there's a fourth Doctor story called um, the Stones of Blood. And there are sort of floating characters in that that speak oh. in a in a similar way. Interesting. Um, list, some of the listeners will know what I mean. I'm sure they will. Not this listener. Nor this one. Uh, I are we listeners or talkers? You're talkers. Okay. I mean, in all in all areas of life. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as your friend. <laughs> um, you regularly catch me out whenever I've not listened to you. Yeah. He's such a bad... You know, like, sometimes you'll inevitably just not listen to what a, what a person's saying to you and you'll kind of pretend that you are listening. Yeah. Johnny's the shittest at that of anybody I know. He'll, <laughs> his, like, pretending to listen acting is some of the worst acting. Just it, not even trying. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. stuff like that. It's like, it's honestly, I wish I wish I could, you could see it. It's like, yeah, I can't, I can't you replicate it. You can't replicate it. it. Because I'm too fascinated. Well, yeah, the, the amount... If you actually live with Molly, listeners, you might think she's interesting because you get an hour snapshot a week. But the ina- amount of banal shit you end up living with... Savage. I've been to, I have talked a lot about Lemsip this week. <laughs> yeah, Lemsip's been the main port of <laughs> I love them. I'd never had a Lemsip before oh, this God, week. Oh, God, here we go. This is disgusting. I, re- I really enjoy both what it does to your throat when you've got a sore throat, which I have at the moment, and also... Um, and also, I, I like the flavour of it. I which, think there should be flavor? a lemon sip cocktail. The lemon one? Lemon. OG lemon sip. It's the worst one. Molly asked me if you could tug an island <laughs> this week. <laughs> Not this again. <laughs> if you could tow an island away. That was yeah. a question I got. Yeah, it turns out no. We did some maths about that. We did some maths. Molly found out islands are attached to the earth. Oh, don't embarrass me. Do you know what? I wouldn't have had to do the maths because you just used common sense. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been the end of that Yeah, discussion. we worked out the weight of an island if we it were was made out of ice. We were talking about, um, yeah, t- firstly we were talking about towing um, Alderney, which is like a small island between England and France. And then we were also talking about um, towing Bouvet Island, which is an island in the middle of the ocean that's the furthest point from anything else on the planet. It's ridiculous. I remember you messaged me about this. Yeah. And as if it was going to spark some kind of debate <laughs> in our chat. And I just went, what a stupid conversation. <laughs> Obviously I, not. I w- yeah, I wish I could have cut mine <laughs> as short as you did there. <laughs> Obviously you couldn't do that. No, you loved it. I think you enjoyed I had the, a great time. The, the feeling of intellectual superiority. Uh, yeah, no, actually, I, I got real high off that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I've had enough. Of flux? No, no, I've got to you this week. Yeah. <clears throat> I, my prediction, I think, will come true, where going into this episode, I had a feeling this is going to be the worst one in the series. 
Okay. Yeah. I hope it's true because it wasn't that bad. So far, it's the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it, we got a solid. You know what? Eight get... Last week, and this was maybe a six point five. This if, week. If you were right about that, then I'm chuffed because it was not that, that yeah. bad at all. I'd, I'd be chuffed as well. But I think I just sort of saw this narratively as being the kind of. I think you're being very optimistic about what the finale might have in store. Well, I what? think it's going to be batshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say it's going to be good, but I think it'll be batshit, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah it'll be a ride. But yeah. what I'm imagining, yeah, I imagine the arc in interestingness mm-hmm. is going to be, we had that opener, which might not be beaten in terms of just being so wacky. Yeah. Nice. Then I imagined we're going to have, a, we've jumped all the way down to nothing in terms of interestingness, and we're going to be slowly scaling up, is what I'm imagining. So I predicted episode two is going to be probably the safest yeah. we get. And if it is, we're for some good stuff, folks. Yeah. I'd agree. The historical ones tend to be the weakest. Mm. So I... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, We've been going. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? That voice. It reminds me of um, Ryan Seacrest on American Idol. Yeah. He goes, Welcome to American Idol. <laughs> um, but thanks so much for listening. We're back next week with another guest. I think Will Shaw... Ooh. He's been on this podcast a uh, number of times before. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Molly underscore Martian. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Galactic Yo-Yo Pod. You can follow Johnny on Twitter at Jonathan Volfish. Hang on, I'll do the other bit in a minute. Hang on a second. Yeah, I was just wanted to check. Is that my Twitter handle? Yeah. Is it? Okay, yeah. good. Um, you can email the podcast at Galactic Yo-Yo Pod, but do be aware the email address has been compromised, so let me know that you've emailed me. Um... You can follow Little Creatures Theatre, which is mine and Johnny's other creative venture, on Twitter as well, and on Instagram. Big uh, rep! On Twitter, we're Little Creatures, but with a Z. On Instagram, we're Little Creatures Theatre underscore. And we've got a play called Road to Nowhere that's coming to the Bread and Roses Theatre in February, which if you go on the Bread and, Th- Bread and Roses Theatre Pub rest, uh, website... You've made a right hash of that. If you go Start on again. the Bread and Roses Theatre website... And scroll down to the bottom of what's on you can already buy tickets for so and please do do that uh, but until then no not until then until <laughs> next week that's all from me that's all from Johnny and that's all from our guest Sarah Garland oh well, they can follow you on Twitter they can at Sarah underscore gone yep indeed Sarah um, underscore gone I also have something to promote <gasps> do oh, what do you yeah. promote my own attractiveness if anyone's interested <laughs> hit me up <laughs> she's uh yeah I, I mean I'm looking at her and I'm liking what I'm seeing. <laughs> it's great stuff. She came in a... Even in a football kit. In a football kit. And it was exciting. There yeah. you go. Exciting. I mean, you have looked yeah. better. Thank I'll be you. honest. But I think you've not looked more exciting. <laughs> you, you look like you could take a free even kick in, any even in, that, even in that jumpsuit that you came to our house in a couple of months ago with the boob window. Nice. Yeah. Everyone's a fan of Boob Window. Yeah, we love a Boob Window. Sarah plays for Hashtag United. She doesn't play for Hashtag United. Hashtag United. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, bye everybody. Adieu. Thank you.